Hi guys, I know I've talked about this before, but I want to touch on it a little bit, um, a little bit more because I was reading in Romans 12 and this is just, you know, um, I advise you guys to go read it. Um, this is some of the things that are, that come up in Romans 12. And, um, I want to talk about competition and comparison, um, in the world, we're literally trained and conditioned, right, to compete and to compare. We're literally trained and conditioned to um, be prideful. We're literally trained and conditioned to um, esteem ourselves higher than what we are. Like, literally, that's what we're trained to do in the world. And all of these things are just works of the flesh, right? They're, these are the things that are enemy of your character. And so um, the reason why these things are so pivotal and important to get free from and to get rid of and to just literally beat down and crucify every day is because they we always think that the um the enemy the devil satan the adversary is the enemy of the ministry that god put on the inside of us and he is right he is the opponent so the ministry that god has given you however the enemy of your ministry also could be just you Right. It could just be the flesh. Right. It could just be, you know, that that issue of jealousy that you can't, you know, that you won't let go of um, because the world has conditioned us to be that way. The world has conditioned us to be that way. So through the works of the flesh, the longer you stay in the world, the more conditioned your flesh is to be like the world, the more worldly you are the more your character looks like the spirit of the world, right? The spirit that resides in the world. And jealousy and envy are all works of the flesh. And true, jealousy can be a spirit, but that spirit dwells in, you know, the part of the, the spirit, does, that spirit, if you're a born again believer, it, it doesn't possess your spirit. It's just... Um, it dwells in your soul, man. And so I want you guys to really identify these things, identify the works of the flesh. Sometimes we are Christian, but we're so used to operating and living in the flesh that we don't even recognize that we're doing it. We don't even see that it's a problem, right? We think that it's, it's, it's normal. It's a natural part of life. And I'm here to tell you that jealousy and envy, competition and comparison, that is not a natural part of life. Pride is not, um, it's not natural in the kingdom of God. It's not something that you want to have. You don't want to be prideful in the kingdom of God. Why? Because God says he resists the proud, but he of grace to the humble. So I don't know about you, but I don't want to be on the side of God resisting me. He resists the proud. OK, so that means that I can be a born again believer, a Christian. And be prideful. And God will resist me. Yes, you heard me. He resists the proud, but he give grace to the humble. It didn't say if you're God resists the proud unless you're saved and you're Christian and you you have a you're prideful, then he'll accept then he'll accept you. Then he'll you know what I'm saying, then he'll um embrace you. It doesn't say that. 
So I can cast out demons. I can, you know, God can use me to heal the sick. I can walk in all of this authority, all of these things and flow in, in all of the gifts and then be prideful and arrogant. And, and, and God will resist me. Because I, too, have to be obedient to the word of God. I'm not saying that you're a hopeless case if you struggle with pride or you deal with pride. All I'm saying is, is, is if you notice that it's there, it's time to bring it before God. It's time to bring it to his already. His attention is already on it. It's time for you to put your attention on the things that you know are a problem and, or can become a problem in your walk with God, in your life, in your relationship with other believers. Pride is not just something that destroys a person, the person that is, is dwelling in or the person that is operating in. Pride destroys relationships. Pride will destroy your relationship with God. How do I know that? Because he resists the proud. It's, it's, I can't be intimate with God. There's only a certain level of intimacy I can go to with him when there's pride present. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not talking to the people that know that, okay, God, there's some pride there. I see it. I sense it. I know it. Father, help me. I want to be free from this. I don't want to walk like this. I don't want to live like this. Give me the grace to be humble. Develop the fruit of humility in me. God can work with those people. He will work with those people. He'll give you the grace. He'll prune the pride. He'll teach you how to humble yourself before him. He'll teach you how to have a heart's posture of humility before other people. He'll teach you those things. But see, notice at the beginning of this message, I said that we were conditioned to be prideful. We were conditioned to be jealous. We were condi conditioned to be envious. We were conditioned to be um, insecure. We were conditioned to that in the world. And so we have to go to God and expect that God has to prune, that God has to groom, that God has to develop the fruits of the spirit in us. Once we become born again believers, the Holy Spirit plants him. He's planted it. He plants the seeds in us. The seed of the Holy Spirit is in us. Right. The Holy Spirit comes to embody and dwell in the, in, in the born again believer. And the Holy Spirit comes with all of his seeds, which is the joy, the peace, the kindness, the goodness, the patience the meekness and the self-control. So he comes with and love. He comes with all the fruits of the Holy. He comes with his fruits, right? His seeds. He plants, he's planted in us. He plants those seeds in us. And then we have to continue to submit to him. And we have to continue to be cooperative in the development of those fruits. And part of the development of the fruits is the pruning process. It's a continuous thing. Us being pruned. Continuous thing. Because we are, if you want to continue to bear fruit, you must continue to be pruned. That is the, that is how harvest, that is how uh, sowing and reaping works. That is how you plant a seed. That's how gardening works. Okay. God is the gardener to our heart. That's just how it works. And so if you have these seeds in you and they just stay seeds, you never, you never, you know, you never inquire of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what are these fruits about? What is this? What is what is this character about? Because really the works of the flesh is just really an attack on your. It's a really the enemy of your character because we know that the flesh wars against the spirit. 
the flesh is always at odds with the with the with the spirit your spirit man nothing good dwells in the flesh nothing 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 it can't produce anything good that right there that scripture right there is enough like that right there once you can identify the works of the spirit and the works of the flesh once you can identify those things you i'm telling you that's half the battle once you can identify those things that are there and what do you ask how do you identify you ask god for discernment you ask god to show you what's in you you ask god to be a mirror before you i pray that daily God, be a mirror before me. Show me the condition of my heart so that I'll never be self-deceived. Because a lot of the times we walk around deceiving ourselves. That's what pride does. Pride won't. Act, pride will never prompt you to pray, God, search me. Why? Because pride, does, it, it, it already has come to the conclusion, his own conclusion, that I'm okay. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I've arrived. So there's pos there's nothing that God needs to show me. I'm free already. And that's how people fall into self-deception. No matter how far you go in God, no matter how deep you go in God. Let me tell you something. How you think you're going to go deep without letting God search your heart? Actively. Let him actively search your heart. How do you think you become more intimate? How do you think you keep a pure heart? You don't keep a pure heart by just arriving to one destination in the spirit and saying, okay, I've arrived. Now there, there, there's nothing left to do. How do you think that you're supposed to guard? Why does the word tell us to guard our heart? If all we have to do is get to a certain destination and we've arrived. Now, if you, if they in glory, if you, unless you make it to glory and you in glory already, then amen. But if you here on this earth, there's always, you, you, you need to be actively saying God daily, God search my heart. And you must not be afraid to, to let him show you. If you stay willing, he will show you. See, the thing is, I've heard, I've, I've heard, um, I know God will allow situations to show us what's in us, but I've also, I've seen, I've, 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 um, I've dealt with this even myself. This has happened to me before where I was, I used to have outbursts, not like Tourette's, but like anger, right? Outbursts, of fits of rage and anger, right? Just say whatever, whatever, right? You mad? When I was mad, I will say whatever. Words just cut you like a knife, right? And tear people down with them words okay and it was it's terrible but I used to feel like I couldn't control it there was I felt like there was nothing I could do to control that and so I would have outbursts and I would and, it, and God would show me that way hey something is wrong there's something there you need to deal with and I would just ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. Until, you know, until I, I realize that all it takes is me to surrender and be willing. Then I don't have to go through, I don't have to act these things out. I God can just, if I'm just a willing participant and I'm cooperative, God can show me what's in my heart without me having to have outbursts and without me having to act it out to show me what's there.
a lot of the times we're too afraid to see or we're too stubborn to see. So God has to allow certain things to happen in order for us to see what's truly there. But if you stay submitted and surrendered, all you have, to, he'll show you because you're a willing participant because you want to know. But don't pray, God, show me what's in my heart. If you don't really want to know, you don't really want to address those things. That is a, a prayer of submission and surrenderance. God, show me what's in my heart and then give me the wisdom to address it. Give me the, the empower me and equip me to address that thing. I don't want to just know what's there. I want to I want to address it with you. I want to partner with the Holy Spirit to, to help me get through this, get past this. I want to I want to partner with the inner working of the Holy Spirit that's working in me. Because there's a Holy Spirit, his name, he's a person, the, the third, the part of the third person of the, of, of, of the Trinity of God. And he is working, he's doing the inner work. All we have to do is partner with it. Pride does not want you to partner with God on anything. Because pride, the spirit of pride. It makes you feel like you know more than God or you there's a better way than God's way. Your way is better than God's way. Your way seems better. There's but there's a way that seems right to a man. Right. Our ways are not always the most fruitful way. And I know I started off and I just kind of ventured off, but I want you guys to bring these things before God because he cares. He cares about these things. He cares about these things that you're struggling with or the things that you want to address with him that needs to be addressed with him. He cares about your heart. He wants to he wants you to he wants you to be aware of the condition of it. He wants you to be aware of the condition of your heart at all times. If you remain aware of the condition of your heart and you let God, the Holy Spirit himself, be a mirror before you and show you what's there. Guess what? You don't he don't have to send other people on the outside to rebuke you and to correct you and to highlight things that they see in you and in your heart. I'm not saying that he won't use other people to, you know, every now and then to bring correction or anything like that. I'm not I'm not saying that correction through other people is not necessary and it's not needed because sometimes other people on the outside can see what you can't. However, if you stay in constant fellowship with God about the condition of your heart, rarely, rarely does he have to bring somebody to say, hey, I seen this or I, you know, I, I was praying this and this is what God said. no. Rare, sometimes, yes, that will happen. But I'm saying, like, if you keep your heart before God, you won't have to worry about other people having to correct you. And having to highlight thing, the things that are in your heart. That pride is trying to hide from you. That you are deceiving your own self about.
submit to the correction of the Holy Spirit first. And then when he brings that correction through another person, it won't be painful. Because you're submitted to his correction. And it's not in a manner of God, on your, I'm only receiving correction when it's coming from you directly. No, it's just I've already submitted to correction. I've already submitted to discipline. So I, I, I'm not I'm OK with it when it's coming from the God and another person, because I've already submitted to myself to the Holy Spirit. I've already submitted my heart posture to him. I've already, you know, let him show me what's in my heart. Let God show you what's there. Ask him to be a mirror daily. Ask him to give you eyes to see you. And that's another thing that I pray daily too. I ask God to remove the specks out of my eyes. I ask him to remove the specks out of my eyes. Because the word tells us, how can you see a log in your friend's eye if you have a speck in your own eye? And so I do ask the Holy Spirit, remove the speck out of my eye. Because, and it's not that I want to find fault or I want to, you know, always see the sin in somebody else's life. It's just, I want to be able to, if I need to see something about somebody else, I want to be able to see it without being blind to my own self. If you are willing to see yourself, if you are willing to let God show you, you guess what? He'll show you whatever you need to know about another person. He will. Because you've humbled yourself before him to say, God, I know I'm not perfect. Show me me. And so when it comes times, because he's he shown you, you already, when it comes time to see somebody else, you won't judge them because you'll, you'll understand, hey, I, I know God had to show me me. I know what is, I know that I'm not perfect because I know be based off of what the Lord just showed me, me about me, about what's in my heart. So I, I won't judge you. So when God has to show me something about somebody else, I'm not judging them because, hey, I'm before the Lord daily. I know what he didn't show me. You know what I'm saying? About my own self. So I'm not judging you at all. Amen.